The views and opinions expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this station or its sponsors. It's the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. On air, online, on demand, and on video. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. I don't know if it's sunny or not. We're going to see rain most of the week, but it's uh, the temperature's kind of bumping around, but still warmer than we've had for the past week or so. 39 at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, uh, 36 at the Highlands. So I guess the higher elevations are warmer right now, closer to the sun, I guess. Uh, 32 degrees wheeling at uh, my home studios in Elm Grove and 32 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network studios. We'll get up to around 43 today. Then we start rising into the low 50s tomorrow, mid 50s by Thursday and Friday. Start dropping back down again into the 40s on Saturday, but rain pretty much throughout the, uh, the entire period. You know, Bob, that last interview with Susan Tebbin from the Ohio Capital Journal, I, I'm not sure that paying students to come to school is, I'm not sure it's the right idea. But when I saw the statistics, I mean, when you've got essentially a third of the students, it's an average, of course, across Ohio, when you've got a third of the students entering their freshman year in high school that are chronically absent, they don't show up for at least 10% of the time, I mean, it is a problem. You've got to do something about it. I, I don't know I don't know that paying them is the right answer, but I'm not sure what other options uh, there may be. I know that uh, one of our texters does not like that idea. Let me go to the text line here, the Frio Stack Auction Service text line, 304-214-1600, um, uh, and you can uh, share your thoughts. Here's what this one texter said about this idea of paying people to be to go to school. If I am not chronically absent and you start paying those people that are, I will soon be on the chronically absent list. I suggest back to the old way, hire more truant officers, have the courts make the parents come to school with them. First of all, I don't believe you, sir, and I'm not calling you a liar. I I don't know who wrote this, but most people have more integrity. Most people aren't going to say, well, I can make 25 bucks. I'm not going to go to school. I just, I don't believe that. There will be some, but but I don't, it's not going to be an incentive for people who do go to stay home. I just don't buy that. I also think the mistake that we make these days, Bob, is, again, I know I'm talking about an old man, being an old man. When you and I were in school, bringing your parents in made a difference. Too many parents don't care anymore. I mean, you say, you know, you come in, your students don't come to school, and they go, I don't care. But look at you and I, Howard. I mean, I bet you were a terrific student. You you were into that. And, of course, you went to Tridelphia. I went to Wheeling Park. Huge difference. Huge difference. And I would say right now, I bet if I went there, things would have been different for me. But it was so big. And when I was 16 years old, I didn't want to be around other 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds. I, I wanted to be with men, and I wanted to be with women. I wanted to get on with my life. I knew that that high school was a waste of time for me. Okay, they were going to improve my grammar. They, they were going to improve my uh, 
you know, calculating ability, biology. I didn't want that. I, I did. I, I wanted to spend my time in the mountains. I wanted to work. I wanted to socialize with adults. I did not want to be in high school. So that's why I didn't go, Howard. I, I just didn't go. I wanted to. I wanted to spend a week in the mountains. If they paid you twenty five bucks a week, would you have gone? No, I'd owe, I'd owe them money, Howard. See, that's the thing. I mean, I, I, I don't think it would make. I don't think that's. I, I don't think that's an incentive. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. It's one thing that true. I don't want to call it truism, but true truantism, truancy, I guess. Absenteeism has always been a problem, and it's, it's, but but when you look at those numbers. A third of high school students in Ohio, freshman high school students, are chronically absent. We've got to figure out why. I don't know that paying them is the right answer, but I, 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 we got to, I mean, it, it, it creates a societal problem when you've got a third of your students who aren't getting a full education. I think you have to determine, smart people have to determine, is this for Howard Monroe or is this for Bob Slider? And I think the, 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 the people like me, and I, I, I wasn't alone, I I'm certainly wasn't in the majority, but you got to fast track us out of there. I mean, listen to what we're saying. I don't want to spend three years doing this now. I want to get in the work force i want to be treated like an adult i don't want to be here with all these rules i'm not saying i was right but i stuck to my guns howard i was true to myself i don't know what this text means well i do know what it means i think they're wrong on half of it howard something tells me you and bob were bullied in school well you got that wrong won't you come down here and try to bully me right now <laughs> i will admit it but i have a sneaking suspicion nobody bullied no Bob's i life. hung out in beer joints pal i don't know where you hung out but won't you come down there and ask me that question face to face all right all right gonna shift gears uh last that was uh, susan tebbin was with us last night last hour from the ohio capital journal that's a good piece you can read it about this paying students to come to school for absenteeism issues a uh, good piece in the ohio capital journal we're going to stay with the Ohio Capital Journal coming up next. Nick Evans is going to join us. I watched the U.S. Senate debate, um, GOP debate in Ohio last night. Being a Democrat, I just shook my head upside down and all the way around. I, I, I just, I just thought it was a just made me frightened to be honest with you but nick is going to provide a hopefully a little more objective point of view on that he watched the debate as well he's been following this u.s senate race in ohio for a while and he's coming up next here on the watchdog morning show good morning winter weather advisory in effect for the entire area most of us are faced with uncertainty every day your job your finances, sporting events, schooling for your children, and so much more. With so much uncertainty surrounding you, there is one auto dealership that you can be certain about, and that's Doan Ford. You can be certain that you always get a great deal and the best service afterwards. Being in business for over 50 years has given Doan Ford the reputation of being a strong, reliable dealership. Be certain. Choose Doan Ford. Online at DoneFord.com. I'm not buying till I check Ford. Last year, they took on the NFL and beat the spread. This season, they plan on doing it again. If you want to cash in, tune in every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 for Good Old Boys on Sports with Bear and Bob here on the Watchdog Radio Network and the All Sports Saturday Morning. Good Old Boys is all we
Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 want to thank the owners and contractors of the Ohio Valley for using their locally trained workers to help build for the future. Local 83 helps design, fabricate, and build the gas infrastructure for the oil and gas industry here in the Ohio Valley. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 is 300 members strong and growing. They also do residential, commercial, and industrial work on both sides of the river. For more information, call Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 at 304-233-4445. The coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Bugging in down on the Watchdog Morning Show here at 916-16 after the hour. Looking again, 39 at the airport, 36 of the Highlands, 32 in Elm Grove, and 32 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. I'm going to welcome to the show from the Ohio Capital Journal, Nick Evans. Nick, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey there. Good morning. Thanks for uh, thanks for having myself and Susan. Flattered, uh, flattered you uh, are going all OCJ this morning. <laughs> Listen, um, Today is, first of all, the very, very, this is the important part of this. Before we get to Senate debates and so on, today is National Pie Day. Are you a pie guy? Um, you know, I, I am. Um, I, I know there's. I know a lot of people who are, are very um, anti-hot fruit, um, but no, I, I like a good pie, and you know, I, I have a pretty good range of them that I like. I'm not huge on cake. Frosting is usually just too much for me. Really? No, nope. You're not a cake, but you're a pie guy. What's your favorite? Yeah, what's so. your What's your favorite kind of pie? Mine is a chocolate cream pie. My producer Bob Slider is coconut cream. Uh, several people this morning were telling us apple or cherry. What you got? You got a favorite kind of pie? You know, I mean, like a really, really good apple one. Is, it would would really hit the spot. But you know, I think you can go wrong pretty easily. Uh, <laughs> key lime pie. Key lime, good yeah. Key lime pie is fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, celebrate Pie Day today somewhere somehow. Go out and get a piece of pie. All right. I think that's. Uh, that's that's my game plan for today. Is somewhere yeah, have, move. have a piece of pie. So I watched this debate last night. Um, here on the Ohio, the western side of the river, we have been following aggressively the race for current Senator Joe Manchin's seat. Manchin, of course, not running for re-election. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is one of that is one of the big races being watched across the country by the Republican Party as a very possible, almost likely, turn to the GOP. Another big mm-hmm. one is in Ohio, where Sherrod Brown is facing possibly some uh, uphill wins or some uh, you know wins going against him. So you get three candidates running uh, for the Republican nomination. I watched the debate last night. Look, I come at this from a different political perspective. I just shook my head at the whole thing. I never heard as many people call each other liars as I heard last night. Um, it was just, it was to me... But I come at this with a bias, so I'm hoping maybe you can help me get a more objective perspective on this. So uh, 30,000 30, feet, um, it, it was actually a lot more tame than it could have been. Uh, if you'll recall, in 2022, uh, two of the candidates almost uh, almost, came to, almost came to blows. <laughs> so right, yes. so uh, tossing around liar, uh, I mean, that, that's, probably, that's probably a little bit uh, cooler than it could be. Uh, that being said, though, I mean, the, the actual rhetoric that we're hearing from folks, the political positions that they're taking, um, have taken a notably further to the right turn, you know, um, like, one of the things that has really stuck out to me is um, on immigration. The, the one of the biggest animating issues on on the right 
Um, last time around, J.D. Vance was kind of alone saying that we should declare uh, cartels terrorist organizations. Uh, that, that creates a whole range of problems, but he, he said that they should do that. Now, all three candidates agree that we should do that, and they think that we should get rid of birthright citizenship, which, of course, is, is constitu- kind of problematic because it's, it's, constitutional. Uh, it's embedded in the Constitution. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, like the all three are ready and willing to, to embrace those positions that I think even two years ago when we were talking about how hard right the, the race was, I don't think would have been um, quite as uh, quite as easily embraced. Yeah. Well, I, I noticed on several issues. And again, you can be more specific on this than I can, because I don't follow it as closely as you do. But on several issues, some of the candidates, I don't want to say contradicted themselves, but they themselves moved from positions they had stated before dramatically different positions last night. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that is, that is sort of the case, though, with, uh, forgive me, like kind of any Republican. It, it just would be kind of what I'm, what I'm getting at with, like, you know, how we have gone further to the right. I mean, um, I, there were a lot of people calling out Bernie Marino for um, taking a much uh, gentler view toward uh, illegal immigration in the past before he was a politician. I think that if you want to be a Republican politician, that's just not – that's table stakes. You cannot, you cannot do that, essentially. Um, and so, I, yeah, like I think that you, you could look at, look at pretty much any Republican politician and say, you know, if we, if we put what you're saying now today against what you said two years ago, four years ago, six years ago, um, it, you're, it's going to be a stark difference. Um, and I think that's – Maybe more a uh, indication of the party as a whole than it is any one specific politician. But I mean, you, I think you're absolutely right to to look at that and and question their integrity. There was, I won't say moderation, but there were some um, softer points of view a, a little bit uh, on the immigration issue and uh, you know relations with Mexico and the drug cartels. Uh, again, I forget. One of them said, uh, "Send drones in and you know drone strikes against the drug cartels." Uh, I think I think I'm right. Marino is the one who called that too irresponsible. That we got to at least try to work with Mexico. Yeah, that that struck me as like a really uh, a really clever turn, actually. Because I mean, they, they all they all are pretty aggressive about like we have to we have to really you know put the screws to Mexico over over the uh, flows of, of of drugs into the country. But to, to have Marino both, you know, argue, yeah, we need to really be on their case, but also, like, we're not going to be as aggressive as sending in uh, the military. We're going to essentially make this a business negotiation. Say, uh, you know, this, uh, I mean, give them an offer they can't refuse. You can be our, our biggest uh, legal trading partner or our biggest illegal trading partner, but you can't do both. Um, I, I mean, I think that at, the, at a certain point, like, that that sort of thing you you can talk about it on stage, but where the rubber meets the road, I'm not sure that would actually work. But um, you know, he's able to sort of like stake out that that really aggressive like posture, but then also like moderate it by saying, like, "Yeah, but we wouldn't actually like go in guns blazing." Um, uh, yeah, I, I think that he is he he is a clever dance, I would say. Uh, on the issue of the economy, Matt Dolan uh, also, I thought, offered somewhat of a, a conciliatory word. I mean, that's not quite right. But when they're talking about shutting the government down, uh, the other two basically said, yeah, shut her down. And uh, Dolan, mm-hmm. Dolan says, you know, 
and he's got some experience because he's been on the what the finance committee. Um, yeah. He says, you know, you got to make sometimes you got to make tough choices. So we need to keep options open. Um, he, again, I sensed a little bit more reality in his comments there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And, and I mean, I think that this this is also sort of something that you see in the, the Senate and the House more broadly. Like there is a you have you know a whole a whole raft of people in there but there's only like a, a small handful that do the do all the work right i think dolan would be one of those people or he would try to be one of those people and he because he's done it for a long time and and so like i think that he has a real facility with the sort of um you know basic negotiations of getting things actually done granted he has always <laughs> to, to the best of my knowledge worked in a body where Republicans held a, a you know bulletproof supermajority, so that right. that does help out a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, he 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 just like the others said that he didn't want to do continuing resolutions, which are the stopgap bills we see right now to keep the government open. Um, but yeah, he, he he was really insistent on like you know we have to as a as a government come together and figure out how to make those hard decisions and get things done. You know, on the economy, the one thing that jumped out at me that I thought was really interesting. They they handed every every candidate different questions, and they they hit Dolan on the idea of entitlement reform, um, and they didn't bring it up with any of the others. But um, one of the things mm. that he has said is that you know for people who are collecting uh, Social Security uh, or Medicare right now, like that's not going to go away. And I mean, if you're you know nearing retirement, that shouldn't go away for you. But if you're in your twenties. You know, we need to have a, a hard conversation about like increasing the amount of money going in or, or shifting when you when you can retire. I'm it, that that's sort of become a it, that's an old school Republican position that has become a little bit uh, iffier uh, after Trump, and I'm just surprised they didn't put it to LaRose and Marino. Yeah, it was interesting, and he had to try to be. He was walking a very delicate line there, too. I mean, yeah. as, as frankly, as anybody, a Democrat, Republican, or whoever, uh, talking about entitlement reform has to do. I mean, because I think all of us recognize there has to be something done, but you've got to be careful that you don't alienate those who are currently on these programs. So uh, I thought yeah. it was del- – he, he walked he walked a, a very delicate line. Uh, it seemed to me also, uh, Nick, in this debate last night, they were trying to say, who, who does Trump love more was kind of, I think, one yeah. of the themes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's funny. Like all of them, sort of, could try to try to, you know, claim some of that ground. Um, I think LaRose is having the hardest time because he, he very clearly has gone from, you know, opposing Trump and supporting Kasich uh, early on to then embracing Trump and then trying to get the uh, endorsement and falling short. He also, I think. Much was made of this um, during the debate. I think it's I think it's a little, a little bit silly, but you know, LaRose in an interview the day before Trump endorsed Bernie Marino said uh, he had heard from Trump that Trump wasn't going to endorse, which of course was proved wrong the next day. Um, and so there was squabbling back and forth about who was calling whom a liar. Um, Bernie Marino, of course, can say, "Hey, I've got Trump's endorsement. He he, he knows who I am, and, and he knows that I'll have his back." And Dolan is is out there saying, you know, like, I, listen, like, I, 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 I like Trump. I like his policies, and I've I've actually done those things. Look at what you guys have done. You haven't done anything in comparison. Um, but you know, I don't. He doesn't necessarily embrace the uh, <laughs> the, the 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 pomp 
uh, in circumstance that comes along with uh, with Trump. We uh, in, in West Virginia uh, are seeing somewhat the same kind of issue in the U.S. Senate race, a Republican nomination for U.S. Senate. We have uh, Congressman Alex Mooney who has positioned himself from day one as the Trump guy. You know, I'm the Trump guy. I'm the, I'm the Trump supporter. I'm the Trump. I follow Trump policies and so on. And yet Trump came out and endorsed his opponent, Governor Jim Justice, um, which, which makes some of the uh, TV ads really interesting because they're both trying to sort of claim, well, Justice can claim that Trump's endorsed him. Uh, Mooney is still trying to trying to somehow leave that image that he's Trump's guy when Trump went yeah. to the other guy. Um, it's fascinating to watch, and I, I saw yeah. some of that same thing last night in Ohio. We, we saw the exact same thing in 2022 in Ohio when Josh Mandel ran out this playbook of, like, I'm going to be more conservative than anybody else. You cannot out-conservative me in an attempt to get Trump's endorsement, and instead Trump backed J.D. Vance. And so that kind of, after, after that endorsement came down, um, it did kind of hollow out um, Mandel's campaign. So I, I'm I'm not surprised to, to hear that uh, Mr. Mooney is dealing with that, and I think that LaRose is um, getting stung by the uh, by the same scorpion. Uh, I'm not going to ask you. Uh, you know, it's always you know, well, who won the debate? I'm not going to ask you that. But um, yeah, I, I wouldn't have a good answer for you. <laughs> uh, but, but but did did the did the voters of Ohio who watched the debate learn anything? Did this debate advance the? discussion advance the the politics of this um you know I, I think that it's always good to hear from the candidates this bottom line that that's always good uh i don't think that i heard a lot in in the debate that i hadn't heard before at you know various forums or, or seeing these guys uh, live in person or reading their press releases um i i think that the 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 thing we mentioned earlier about marino uh and uh you know, we're going to we're going to negotiate with Mexico. We're not going to take this aggressive posture. I'd heard a version of that, but it was a much more uh, well well developed version last night. Um, I think at the end of the day, hearing from hearing from the candidates that they all would agree to basically a 15 week abortion ban um, at the national level. That's a pretty important thing to hear. Um, the the idea that. They all are, are, are really supportive of Israel, but they have these varying uh, degrees of support for Ukraine. Um, I think that's that's really, really relevant for uh, for a lot of voters in Ohio. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think that the what we heard last night was, you know, nothing, nothing too shocking, but it, it was really important. And it, it gave it much bigger much bigger uh, reach to the sorts of things that these candidates have been saying. So the, uh, the politics of this, of course, is one of these three will face Sherrod Brown in the fall. Um, mm-hmm. f- first of all, has there been any reaction from, from uh, Sherrod, Senator Brown? I Probably not. Have you heard from any other Democrats? Has there been any reaction <laughs> to this in the last, what, you know what? eight it, hours, whatever? I, I'm, I'm still getting my day started, so I haven't looked through my inbox. I will tell you that the Democrats, uh, they, they did a pre-buttal. Uh, before the before the debate even happened, um, you know, they're I think they're the biggest thing that they are really emphasizing is abortion. Um, I think that they are looking around at what happened in Ohio last year, where we had two back to back constitutional amendments that basically were were if not explicitly about abortion, were a proxy for abortion. And in both cases, uh, the abortion rights side won. 
Um, I think that Democrats are looking at this as, you know, we've done really good on health care. And to the extent that we can, you know, make the case that abortion is health care, we can be really successful. Um, and so in the wake of Dobbs, I think they've had a pretty good pretty good run of doing that. And they are aiming to sort of like tie that issue around whatever Republican candidate they face, um, tie that around their neck. And I mean, last night's debate, yeah, I think is kind of taking a step in that direction for them. Um, it's still a long way till November, but um, that I think is what the what the Democrats are really going to be uh, hammering on. Well, there are we are right in the midst of two of the big Senate races uh, in the in the country. The GOP, I think, believes now that they can turn West Virginia with Joe Manchin not running again. They can probably turn West Virginia red. Um, and they're making a pretty big push now against Sherrod Brown as well. See, he was one of the yeah. vulnerable ones. So uh, these are two states that are going to be critical to actually the future of the Republican Party or the future of the country because, it, you know, the the the, um, uh, the balance of the Senate could lie in these two states. Yeah, that absolutely could. So it's going to be fun to cover it, huh? <laughs> it's going to be busy to cover. Uh, I'm actually uh, I'm actually getting married in August oh. this year, so it's going to be kind of a wild uh, kind of wild year at the uh, the Evans household. So uh, let's see, one of the conventions. Are you like tell your fiance, no, tell your bride, say, listen, we can go to the convention for a honeymoon. You doing that? Nothing like that, no, right? No, no, we're we're actually gonna we're gonna we're gonna get married, and then we're gonna have to like put things on hold for a month or two, so I can actually get through the election. Then we can <laughs> we can leave after that. Yeah. All right, Nick, I appreciate your time this morning. As always, thanks for your Probably. insight, and uh, people can read what you're writing at the OhioCapitalJournal.com, which I read every day. Thanks a lot for joining me. Great. Thanks very much. You have a good one. Uh huh. 9.33, 27 to the hour. Nick Evans has been following that U.S. Senate. Well, he's been following politics in Ohio for quite some time. The U.S. Senate race over there. We spend so much time, Bob, talking about, you know, Manchin's uh, seat. It's not even Manchin's race anymore. He's not even running for re-election. But uh, Man- uh, Mooney and, and the governor, now uh, Glenn Elliott and, and Shrewsbury. Uh, but Ohio, it's, it's going to be a big one. That uh, race for Sherrod Brown's seat is going to be a very, very big one. 9.34, 26 to the hour. Taylor Long is hanging out. She's got Ohio Valley headlines for us. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this January the 23rd. 7 News is your local election headquarters. Last night, the top three Republican contenders for the Senate seat currently occupied by Democratic Senator Sherrod Brown presented their arguments to the electorate. They are Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose, Cleveland businessman Bernie Marino, and State Senator Matt Dolan. The debate centered on several of the most hot-button issues, including the U.S. southern border, abortion, transgender issues, former President Trump, and more. Each candidate agreed that despite some alleged improved numbers, the state's economy remains poor for ordinary Ohioans. The primary election will take place on March 19th. We have more details on last night's debate over on WTRF.com. Looking across the mountain state, four counties in West Virginia have now united for a collaborative economic development initiative. Newcore Steel got the ball rolling two years ago when it announced a new big plant in Mason County. Berkshire Hathaway Energy then broke ground on expansive operations in Jackson County. Toyota is growing in Putnam County, and Marshall University is building a huge cybersecurity lab in Cabell County. With a lot of growth coming to all four of those counties, they have created REACT, which stands for Regional Economic Alliance of Counties Together.
The most pressing concern right now is maintenance and expansion of Route 2, which affects all four counties. They promise to work with the legislature and Division of Highways to make that happen. Those seeking new employment this year might face stiffer competition than in previous years. According to a recent LinkedIn survey, 85% of employees are contemplating a job change in 2024, making a 27% rise from the previous year. But the job market is highly competitive. The study finds just one job opening for every two applicants. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Tuesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Toyota's national sales event is on, making now the best time to save big at your Toyota dealer. With available APR financing as low as 1.9% on select new 2022 fuel-efficient Camrys, Corollas, RAV4s, and Highlanders. Or go off-road in a rugged Tacoma or Tundra, also with low financing available to qualified buyers. Visit buyatoyota.com for more. Not all buyers will qualify for special APR financing from Toyota. See your dealer for details. Hurry, Toyota's national sales event ends September 6th. Toyota, let's go places. Judge Ron Wilson was born and raised his family here in West Virginia. He is the most experienced judge in our mountain state. During his years serving the citizens of Hancock, Brooke, and Ohio counties, Judge Wilson was selected to sit on the Supreme Court, was voted Judge of the Year, and was selected in 2023 for judicial excellence. Let's keep Judge Ron Wilson. I'm Judge Ron Wilson, and I respectfully ask for your vote. Paid for by the committee to keep Ron Wilson judge. The Highlands is the Ohio Valley's top spot for shopping, dining, and entertainment, too. Play a round of simulated golf at the Four Seasons course. Grab a movie with family or friends at the Marquee Cinemas, featuring 14 screens of the hottest new movies in all digital and 3D. Plus, special promotions like Flashback Cinema. Or visit the Highlands Sports Complex with turf, courts, climbing wall, and an arcade. Shopping, dining, and entertainment. Just off I-70, the top of the hill, the Highlands. Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Like it, how do you like it? Now, Mr. Slider, I know that when you order um, a burger or a steak or something, you like yours. I don't know if you like it well done, but you like it. I want it well, well done. Well, 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 well. You, you want it burned, right? Basically. You want to put a little char on there. Yes, yeah. that's the way I like it. You know, I am the other end of things. I like most things medium rare, medium at the most. There was a time when restaurants didn't want to give you Anything other than a medium steak because or medium burger because they felt that there were health issues involved. And I used to have dinner or lunch with a guy all the time who would say, now listen to me carefully. I'll sign any paper you want me to sign. Says I won't hold you accountable. I want my burger uh, rare. I bring this up because um, an American tourist in Canada posted a picture this week after they ordered a burger at the Toronto Airport Hilton. And they came out and said, sir, before we can give you a medium, uh, is it medium? Um, did he, anyways, whatever. Yeah, he wanted medium. Before, before they would cook it medium, he had to sign a legal waiver saying that, that he would not hold them accountable for, uh, for any, uh, any illnesses that he got. He had to sign a waiver to cook it medium. That's crazy. I thought the majority of people wanted their burger medium rare. I would, 
I would assume that most people, most people, and most restaurants and restaurateurs, you can text me and tell me I'm wrong. I would assume most restaurants cook it medium. If it's not, if you ask for it well done or you ask for it rare or medium rare or something, they will maybe do that. But I would assume they begin with medium. Charlie Schlegel never asked me to sign anything, but he flipped out, you know, when I yeah. would uh, order it well, well done. And I'd have to walk back in the kitchen and say, Charlie, I want it well done. And then he would really flip out when I'd put ketchup on it. Yeah. So. <laughs> but he never asked me to sign anything. The waitress took this order, uh, in uh, this Canadian waitress at the hotel, uh, the airport Hilton, took the order, brought the burger to the guy, medium. Then she gave him a food waiver. This said uh, that they couldn't sue if it made them sick. Um, Canada has laws on the books. Canada has laws that says restaurants have to do burgers well done. That's interesting. I didn't know that. So you'd, you'd be totally legal up I'd there. I'd be great up in Canada. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a law in Canada. Restaurants have to do burgers well done um, to, uh, before they can serve you. And if you're going to get something less than that, you have to sign a waiver for it. See, I think that's a way. Look, I want, I want a little fat on my steak, but I want it to be all, you know, charred up, uh, shrunk up. I, I want it well done. Well done. You know, I— I don't like things well done. I like them medium rare. I'll take them rare. I've but seen I, some of them. I see get blood and stuff coming out of some of that stuff that you like, Howard. That's the that's what makes it good. No, I think that's what makes you sick. That's, well, that what, that's what they're saying. <laughs> my wife, we were at a restaurant recently, and um, my, it was clearly wrong because my wife orders hers. I would never tell you what to do. But she tries to go well done, and I will say, no, nah, honey, you know, don't do well done. So she ordered, I think, medium, medium well, something like that. Uh, and when it came out, it wasn't just rare, it was raw. I mean, she cut into it, and it was, I mean, it was just bad news bears. Uh, obviously, we sent it back, and they redid it for her. But um, uh, the point I was going to get to, I, Bob, you want yours well, well, well done? I don't care. I like mine medium rare. My son, Jason, likes his, what's it, seared. He doesn't even like it cooked. He'll tell him, put it on, heat it, just boom, take it off, sear it. I don't even want it cooked. Everybody's entitled to eat it the way they want to. You know what? If you get sick or if you don't have as good a flavor as other people, I don't care. What, why do I care? And why should the restaurant care? I guess because in this day and age, too many people sue everybody, right, I suppose. There was a time in my life, Howard, in my early 20s, that if we were at a nice restaurant, I would um, make it a point not to order steak because I couldn't eat the steak without ketchup. Mm-hmm. I thought I might offend you. thought that, you know, you might not, or maybe the, the people at the next table would would look at that and it might ruin their meal or something. So <laughs> if I would get Italian or, or, or something like that so I wouldn't be faced with that decision. I can't eat it without ketchup. You, get, you have to have ketchup. It's got to be burnt. It's got to well, be well, well done. I, I, I don't know. I, I think ketchup and or something like A1 sauce or what have you. I, I, I don't want that, that Howard. It's got to be high. I think that's, that is the uh, – I think a lot of people do that. I mean, to me, I like a good piece of meat, medium rare. I think the flavor is there. Uh, I, would never, I would never muddy it up with ketchup. But I think probably 
probably most people uh, put something else on their stakes, I think. I wish I would have asked Charlie, what makes you the maddest? Did I get it burnt and, or I put ketchup on it? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> you know, I've been meaning to, I've been meaning to, you and I talk this, I've been meaning to reach out to Charlie. Ask him that, Howard. It gives me an excuse. I'm going to reach out to Charlie and I say, And then ask him how Paul is doing. Charlie, just we, have, we just have a little debate going on on the radio show. I thought you could, <laughs> when, when Slider would get a steak well, well done and then put ketchup on him. Which part of that got you the, the most the most upset? Uh, all right, so I'll, I'll I'll check into that. Anyways, I just found this story interesting, and it, it struck me because I did I did used to have lunch with a guy all the time who would say, "I want mine rare, and I'll sign any piece of paper you want me to sign." I always thought it was a joke, but apparently not in Canada. Unless you want it well done, you got to sign a waiver. I just carry my way. They should make cards. Medium rare. I want mine medium rare. Just do it that way. Uh, all right. We are at uh, eight, uh, 944, 16 to the hour. Watchdog Morning Show. Good morning. Winter weather advisory. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. Toyota's national sales event is on, making now the best time to save big at your Toyota dealer. With available APR financing as low as 1.9% on select new 2022 fuel-efficient Camrys, Corollas, RAV4s, and Highlanders. Or go off-road in a rugged Tacoma or Tundra, also with low financing available to qualified buyers. Visit buyatoyota.com for more. Not all buyers will qualify for special APR financing from Toyota. See your dealer for details. Hurry, Toyota's national sales event ends September 6th. Toyota, let's go places. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. Guess who just got back today? The wild eyed boys that had been away. Haven't changed, had much to say. But man, I still think them cats are crazy. They were asking if you were around. How you are, 
was where you could be found I told them you were living downtown Driving all the old men crazy yeah, we bought the, we're the boys. The boys are back in town. Well, only for 13 minutes because then, <laughs> then we're out of here. I'm going to go uh, have my heart doctor check me out, and I'm sure he's going to tell me I'm in good shape. Yes. If I don't show up tomorrow, you'll know, know he, he was wrong. You'll know he, was, <laughs> he did not say that. But uh, I anticipate a clean bill of health uh, when I go for my uh, yearly checkup at the doctor. Speaking of boys, today? Howard, uh, the Pine Room Boys, the Pine Room Podcast. They'll be in at uh, noon today. Today is Tuesday. And Howard, I want to apologize to you and I want to oh. apologize to the listeners. What have I done? You know, some days, just, you, you know, you have to have thick skin to do this job. Yes. Sometimes you'll read it and, and it just ticks you off. And that one really, really upset me this the morning. It does because there's two things that really get my fur flying. One, a bully. I made my mind up at 15, 16 years old that it was much better to get my ass kicked by that bully to take any guff from him. So I've lived my life that way since that day. So when someone insinuates to me that I would be bullied, Man, that really bums me out, Howard. See, I, 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 you just haven't, you've been in this business for 20 some years, but you just got, after a while, you, you gotta just, let it go. Yeah. You just, you well, know. And I'm going to, but man, that one just really sunk in my heart. You know, uh, most of you know, the reason I read half these texts is because I just want you to know, I, I don't care. You know, call me a communist. Call me a bully. Well, nobody would call me. I would a, rather be called a communist uh, and insinuate that I would I, ever be bullied. You know, I just, I've just come to learn, hey, you know, uh, you got nothing else to do except come up with criticisms like that or, you know, say silly things like that and so let it go. I do have a text off the Frio Stack auction service text line here. Criticize me, is it? No, no, it's no, 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 no. And if it was, I wouldn't read it right now. <laughs> hey, here, listen, I'm not dumb. I learn certain things. All right. I might read one critical text about you a day and I'll gauge how that came across. Right. And if I did get another one, which I did not. I'm over it now. I wouldn't, I think, I, I just today, I would just say, no, nah, I'm just not going to do this. Number two, I'm not going to do. This is on homeless. and uh, But this, again, is why. Why do people have to think there's something conspiratorial out there? Homeless camp. Can anyone confirm there were actually people living in the camp they tore, tore down? I've heard it wasn't being lived in, and the items were abandoned. No. You saw video. You saw t pictures in the newspaper. When they went to tear the camp down on, I guess it was Thursday, there were, the people were running around like crazy trying to get their possessions out. They, they had folks from some of the homeless advocacy groups were there trying to load up trucks. I told you, according to the newspaper article, at one point, for reasons that boggle my mind, the police told those who were coming to help, you're not allowed here. Don't be trespassing. No, they were can, can, can anyone confirm there are people living there? Yes, they were living there. And when you think, Howard, if they weren't exactly, you know, hanging around the camp, well, it was too cold. Remember how cold it was? Who the hell wants to hang around the tent? And by the way, to make a second point off this same issue, one of the people, quote in the newspaper, was at work. He, he's a homeless person. He lives in the tent camp. But he, he works. He was at work. Hey, buddy, where I was working. And somebody called him and said, hey, <laughs> they're tearing your house down. And he had to come there. So, yes, again, why in the world do you have to think there's something? Can anyone confirm there are people out to live in there? Yes. And all you had to do was watch TV and see some good video from Channel 7. 
Uh, they had it very early on. Uh, and the newspaper had some pictures as well. So for heaven's sakes. <laughs> I, I, see, now this is going to irritate me, so I'm not going to read it. This will irritate me. How are the guy talking about the homeless is listening to, well, somebody else. That's, and I, <laughs> so um, I, I don't, you know. This homeless issue is one that we have honest and goodness legitimate discussion about. I mean, I think it is fair to talk about how to handle the homeless problem in Wheeling. I, you know, Bob and I have some disagreements in general, but I think what we've come to agree on is we begin with treating them as human beings, especially in this cold, miserable weather. Once we get past this, once we get past that, then we go back to figuring out what's the long-term solution to this. But I don't know why folks just have to keep on, you know, what, what would the point of that even be? What would the point of it be that somehow they're pretending that there were people living there and there weren't? I mean, what would the point of that? I, I don't get that either. I, and I don't know what's, um, what the uh, incentive for a text like that would be. Is, I don't, I, I'm kind of like, I don't, I don't know. What, what, what's I, the I don't point? Either. See, I don't, I don't either. I just think there are some people who are so... What's the word I want to look for? They're just so nasty that they have to come up with any excuse to say these homeless people are trying to defraud us that kind of thing just drives me crazy however however i will be happy to take your text nonetheless 304-214-1600 the frio stack auction service text line i will say this we have been extremely busy on that line today uh, which i like and uh, we always have a handful of, of folks who text us all the time um like abe but today we've had a lot of different people in here, a lot of new new uh, names and numbers. So thanks listen, for participating. That's what that, you know. Uh, Bob and I discuss this off the air all the time. Talk radio is not what it used to be back when we both got started, where the phones were ringing off the hook all the time. People just don't take time most of the time to call talk radio shows unless Bob pays them. I <laughs> bribe him, <laughs> which he did when I was away. Um, but other than that, but the text line, text line is your involvement <laughs> issue. Well, you get part of the program. Free, feel free to use it. The Frio Stack Auction Service text line, 304-214-1600. Bob Westfall is here with us in the Big 7, WTRF-TV. Good morning, Bob. Morning, Howard. How is things in your world? Things are pretty good. It's been an interesting day today. I will ask you the question I've asked everybody. Today is National Pie Day. Are you a pie person? Oh, Absolutely. And what uh, and what kind of pie do you like? Uh, apple or cherry. Apple or cherry. Bob started off with cherry. Uh, apple pie is the fourth most liked pie in America. Number oh, yeah. one. Number one are cream pies, chocolate cream, coconut cream, oh. those kind of pies. Yeah, that's up there. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm, probably I'm, right in there. I am a chocolate cream pie guy. In fact, yeah. Thinking about it right now, I think I wonder if some of the restaurants have their coconut, uh, their chocolate cream pie out right now. I'd love to. <laughs> I'd love to do that. Oh, Howard's thinking about food. Oh. Yes, I did get some text about my food, how much I've eaten in the past few days. You, I, you came up. You came up in the newsroom yesterday talking about you eating. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to know people talk about me. Yeah. Well, the last few days I had uh, red lobster. I have Olive Garden, and yesterday, by golly, it's a ghoul. I had Gula's hot dogs yesterday. So that's, that's what we were talking about. Hey, it was. They were good. My son had four. I had three. Had. My son had four. I had three. So it's um, oh, okay. Yeah. Well. But I also have gravy. Nothing wrong with that. I have gravy and fries with them too. So there you go. Yeah, that's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> what are you working on today? 
All right, some things working on today. We've got a winter weather advisory in effect that goes till noon today. Uh, you know, we got a little bit out there, you know, a little drizzle here and there. So uh, just kind of keep it, keep your eye out if you're driving, things like that. Um, so the weather means a little bit of light showers, drizzle. Um, on my trip in, I didn't see anything. I, I guy pumped my gas at the gas station in Bridgeport did almost slip on a piece of ice while he's pumping the car next to me. So uh, be careful out there because when you don't see it, uh, it'll reach up and grab you. So yeah. um, so we've got that working today. So we've got that. Uh, we'll have an update at noon on that with Adam. So we've got that. Uh, working on finding, we did a story over the weekend with a couple out of Bel Air, Amber and Trey Masserelli. Uh They flip houses locally. They're on a national TV show on HGTV, The Battle of the Mountain. First episode was last night. Trying to track down how they did because they each episode there's a winner and then there's an ultimate winner. But anyway, uh, first episode aired last night, so we're trying to track down how they did on that. So we've got that cooking today. Uh, a couple more things. Um, uh, talking to Wheeling Hospital today about differential. How do you differentiate between going to an ER or when maybe urgent care is what you need? Uh, kind of right now with everybody with flu and RSV, everything like that, people are kind of backing up ERs. So maybe it's maybe it's something that's not as serious. You can go to an urgent care. So we're going to explain, try and explain what that is, what that uh, what the difference is on that, that. That's that's a really important thing. And I know that the, the ER at WVU Medicine has been um, pretty busy the last couple of days, uh, and for exactly I think the reason you're talking about. They run a nice little campaign on like billboards. It says, uh, uh, "What's say, um, uh, runny nose, Med Express or urgent care." Broken nose ER. You know, I mean, there is a distinction. You got to learn which where to go. Too many people just go to the ER right yeah, away, and you don't have to do that. All right. Uh, so we're going to talk to Wheeler Hospital about that today. We've got that. Uh, let's see. Up oh, Toronto. Uh, Toronto PD got uh, almost twenty thousand dollars for body cams, uh, so they're upgrading their game when it comes to uh, police protection. So Taylor Long will have that today. Uh, I'm going to talk to Bill Schmidt uh, in uh, Bel Air on two different things today. Uh, I'm going to talk to him about uh, looking to start a new website for the city of Bel Air, actually village of Bel Air. And then uh, he wants to uh, obviously get a reaction to him, uh, to DeWine on his Delta 8, uh, wanting to ban that, uh, obviously, from last week. Uh, so we've got that. Uh, sports, we're, gear, we're gearing up for the Super Bowl. Uh, obviously, CBS is carrying us, so that means we will have it live. Uh, we will have a, a huge show that night, so we're excited about that. So working on that as we begin. Um, and then uh, got a few things up our sleeves here. And, and Bob, so uh, got a call while you were on talking with Howard. Uh, the folks that you mentioned did not win the challenge last night. Did not win it? Okay. Did not. All right, that's um, all right, sounds good. So we will uh, we'll update that, and so that's kind of where we're at right now, guys. Appreciate it. Everybody can check things out at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 5.30, the region-wide show, always at WTRF.com and with the Storm Tracker 7 app and the news app on their phone or in their pocket. Got to run. Good talking to you, Bob. Do it again uh, Thursday, I guess, tomorrow. Talk to you on Thursday. All right. Well, off to lunch. Uh, yes, it is. A pie day. Two quick things, Bob. A text off the text line. The person who asked about uh, was there anybody living in the camp, uh, the person that I'm just trying to clarify and try and get the facts. I really am not trying to say it was conspiracy. There so. you go. That's nice. All right. And so I maybe I you know misinterpreted. And uh, be listening to Hoppy Kirchwell coming up next. I didn't have a chance to promote this, but uh, a local 
individual filing for the attorney general's race. You'll hear about it live on Hoppy Kirchival's statewide talk line, which is coming up next. And tomorrow morning, Slider and I back again. I don't have any idea what we're going to talk about. We'll wing it. Uh, you know what? I'll bet. I'll bet food will be in the. Maybe we ought to bring some with us. There we go. Yes. Or we could just start off by right now asking people to bring us food in the morning so we could start off with our own breakfast buffet. Maybe. Could be. I don't know. I got to go. Bob's got to go. I'll see you all tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock, right here on the Watchdog Morning Show.